Oi. So, on this episode, I had a conversation with Finn Thomas. Um, I met Finn 2017 when I was seven on the internet, obviously. Um, Finn at that time, I dropped out from uni and he was documenting and sharing his journey trying to figure out things for himself. He was very, very honest and very, very transparent. And above all, he was very, very courageous. And I found that courage very, very inspiring, really. Um, I had not seen anything like that, especially from someone my age. Um, I found it very, very inspiring. I found it very, very motivating at that time. Um, I was allured, I was I was enamored by it, to be honest. And I dare say I was living vicariously through Finn's courage, because I, th- I don't think I was as courageous at that time. Um, since then, Finn has gone on to do amazing things. He's currently um, a startup founder. Um, he has a company that he's, he has built and is running. And he has doubled into a lot of amazing things so far. Um, having Finn on the pod was a no-brainer for me, to be honest, because he is the embodiment of the kind of conversations I would, I, I would like to have on Pinocchio. Um, our conversation was very, very cerebral. It was very, very um, laid back. It was very, very chill. And we're just two young people who were having like chill conversations about their journeys in life and whatnot, and some philosophy thing here and there. Um, I enjoyed and I had a lot of fun recording this. I learned a lot recording this. Even listen to it again, I learned a lot. And I do hope that whoever gets to listen to this learns as much from it as I did, and probably more. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. Killing my intro music. Hey, what's good? Welcome to Pinocchio by Uselu. Um, this is a podcast where I have sit-downs, chit-chat with people that I like and admire from any and everywhere, and we just talk about stuff. Um, we're not giving prescriptions, we're not giving advice, we're not helping you do anything or make any decision. We're just having a good time and having a nice. Um, if you seek advice, if you seek prescriptions, and if you want help, I don't think this podcast is for you. But if you are down to have a nice and just have a good time listening to two people talk, then I think you're in the right place. Indulge. Yo, yo, do you hear me? Hi, yes, I can hear you. Oh, nice. This is dope. I haven't <laughs> used Anchor in such a long time, but their yeah, interface right? is amazing. Yes, it's, it's really very, very easy to, to navigate. Yeah. Hi, hi, Finn. Hey, how are you doing? I'm very well. Um, so my name is um, Jose. I don't know if you can pronounce that. O-S-E. Jose? Yes, O-S-E. Uh-huh, Ose. Yeah, yeah. Oselu. Uh, the, the Oselu, yes, Oselu, yes, Oselu, yes. Uh-huh. That way. Yeah. I really, I really, I'm really thankful that you been able you are able to be here. Um, for sure. Yeah. Um so I think Is my sound it's, good? Just wanna make very, sure. Well, it's very, very it's crisp, very clear. Okay. Okay. Um so at least for starters, I would like to talk about how how long I've been following you on Instagram. Um, uh-huh. I think it was like twenty seventeen. I remember how I came across your Instagram, but it was at that time you had dropped out from uni. Yeah. You were on that journey. Of, like, I was one of the, your early followers when you were still in Germany at that time, when you were like doing um, selfie videos and you're just talking about how you don't want to do, you don't want to do school. 
you don't know what you want to do, but you just know that you don't want to just be there. And uh-huh. you're just documenting every day. And I watched it grow. And at that time, I was, I was about your age. I think probably a year older. But I never, I've never seen a young person like me say stuff like that. And I was just intrigued. And that's why I followed, you know. Uh-huh. So, wow. Yeah, like, like I watched you even when you traveled to New York. When you met when even your LinkedIn, you're like, I literally have just like been on thing every time. So when I started this podcast, I I always said I wanted to talk to you. So big ups to you for how far you've come. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Yeah. So my friends, like people that know me, like Finn is a name they know because I've used you as anecdotes for different stories. Like oh, Finn, Finn does this, and even some decisions I've made in my life, like one way or the other, it has been because of watching what how you've evolved over time and how you've even stayed consistent with like i can remember the, the, a lot of things you've been saying since 2017 that you still say now like you're mm-hmm. a lot older now but you've been consistent and, and that's beautiful to see and what so i just wanted to just start with that so thank you appreciate it man how 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 do you like i want to hear your take how do you think i've uh, i've changed and have a change for the better or the worse look i think um you um you're a lot wiser in terms of you. I think I'm, I'm not be, I may not be right, but you you kind of as time went on, you did not want to wear that influencer toga on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I could see I, I could see that you did not want to be boxed in that. Mm-hmm. So I saw I, I could see that you, you just you just wanted to be and I've seen that you no longer use social media as much in terms of your face. You no longer show your face like yourself. You are I think you're pushing a more thoughtful person. So I see you when you're writing every day on, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, even, I even see the different um, books that you've created Instagram pages for. So I think you've kind of evolved into a version of an, would I say influencer, or a version of yourself that you prefer as opposed to just always, because you were always the guy that was just showing your face and talking and sharing <laughs> yeah. and sharing. You know? You're always on that one. I think now, and it, I think it's even better now because you have a lot more control over what comes in. You know, because I think social media is a trap and sometimes you could get lost and you now become a caricature of what you want. But I think you have a lot more control over what comes in in terms of even people and whatnot. And you are just sharing, you are, you are just sharing what you want to share. And, and that's beautiful. So I think you've changed to be better now. And you know, your beauty business is you're actually, you're doing actual things, like real things in real mm-hmm. life, not just in social media. So I think that's, that's a lot more inspiring, you know. Because for you to walk away, for you to walk away from, you know, ordinarily, like a lot of times, people grow an audience and they just become that. And oh, I'm an influencer. I'm right. doing ads for products. But you, I think you walk away from that and like I, I want to build something. You know, yeah. More. So I think that's beautiful. Damn, I, I, I'm a, like you noticed, like it's yeah, it's amazing. Observance now, you know. So I noticed, yeah. And I think I, I, I learned a lot more lessons from watching that as opposed to even the things you say. Like, I learned a lot from things you say and things you've written. But just mm-hmm. how you move. And, like, watching that is just, is just a, is a lot more, like, it's advice that it's not audible, but I see it and I pick, I pick them up. Yeah. It's, it's for everyone, man. Watch what they do, not what they say. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think we should start from, I, I went on your, because... Preparing for this, I have to like go through like some articles that you've done so that I'll we'll have like questions. You know? Yeah, I go ahead. Yeah. Um. So I've gone on your medium. I, I don't know if you still write on medium, but at least there's a lot of posts from 2019. Mm-hmm. And the article that like that picked up my attention, you know, you talked about 
why it's important to be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. You know, and a lot like that article is very, it's very, it's very intriguing. You know, like the thing to say that I understand it, but it's it's not something that you normally hear. So I wanted to just like talk more a, a bit more on that. Like, what do you mean by like being yeah. dangerous? Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean I think it mainly got inspired by um, by listening to Jordan Peterson and okay. Jocko Willink. Okay. Um, specifically, there's a podcast. Yeah, um, that, I listen to uh, them also. Yeah. Yeah, there's a podcast where, and I think it's the first one or the second one where Jordan Peterson is on Jocko's podcast, and they talk about it, and that really mainly inspired this post. And it's basically the idea that um, if you're nice, um, and you and and it's not because you know to to be able to be nice, you have to have the you have to have the ability to be an asshole. Okay. As in, like, if you can't, if you don't have the capacity in yourself to piss someone off or to say no when you need to say no, even though you know that the other person will not like it, or you need to, um, you know, make yourself unpopular for doing something that you personally just believe in, right? You need to have that capability to do it. And only by choosing to not be an asshole, um, you're actually, you're actually nice. Like the yeah. example, the, the, the physical example is very easy, right? If you, mm-hmm. I used to be, when I was in, um, in middle school, I was always the smallest kid in class. Okay. You know, I, I, uh, I, I got into school early. So I entered school when I was five, instead of six, like all the other kids. And I was just, you know, I just grew later in life, right? So yeah. I was always the smallest kid. And actually, I think I... Give me one minute. I need to get to the door. Okay. Okay. Sorry. All right. I'm back. I don't need okay. to go to the door. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I was always the smallest kid. And so always what happens with the smallest kid, they get picked on. They get bullied by the bigger kids. And I never fought back. You know, I never hit the kid, hit the bully in the face. I never got into a fight in school or anything like that. Um, but the reason is not that I'm nice or that I'm kind or that I'm not violent. It's just because I was too scared to do it, right? Okay. I'm too scared to start a fight. I'm too scared to hit someone in the face. I'm too scared to to piss someone off. And if if you're doing it for that reason, which is cowardice, you're just scared then you're not being nice because you don't have another choice. Like you couldn't even start a fight if you wanted to because you're too scared. And so you first need to get to the point where you have the capability of starting a fight. And that can be a physical fight, right? Yeah. Or it can be a, you know, a, a, a mental fight, a, a fight on a, a, a word fight, yeah. um, so yeah that that's maybe a long way to explain it yeah, but yeah and and i think the reason why it really resonated with me the reason why i wrote about it is because through this whole bullying experience 
and not being able to fight back because I was too small or too weak, mm-hmm. I build up this persona of, oh, that is because I'm a nice person. Yeah. Because it's very hard to admit yourself, damn, I really want to fuck this guy up, but I'm yeah, just yeah. too scared. So you tell yourself, no, 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 I'm better than him. I'm better mm-hmm. than that. I'm just a nicer person. I'm a kind person to facilitate that for yourself. And yeah. so I always try to to always be nice, to never piss anyone off, to, you know, I, I wasn't comfortable of anyone ever thinking that I could be uh, an asshole or something. Mm-hmm. So I always walked around issues and how that translates, for example, into business. Um, you don't learn to stand up for yourself. And so, for example, what happened to me when I first started Project 33, my first business, yeah. um, I had a co-founder and we started the business together. And so we we signed our first two clients. Uh, we won them together. And then what happened is that he kind of decided he had some other project that he wanted to build, which was actually a podcast at the time. And so okay. he didn't want to focus full time on the company that we were building. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of decided that instead of it being 50-50, I own 80% of the company and he owns 20% of the company. Okay. Right. That's fair. Like he has some other project. He doesn't want to dedicate his full attention to this. Um, that's fair. But what happened is that we split the money that we got from the clients 50-50. Not only 50-50, but because it was mostly my company, I ended up also paying for all of the expenses. I was paying for our Slack. I was paying for our softwares. I was paying yeah. for our invoicing software. I was I was uh, paying the transaction fees. So at the end of the day, I even got less than half. Well, he got more than half, yeah. even though it was 80% of the company mine and 20% his, and I was spending way more time on this. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I couldn't, say anything obviously that was unfair and i should have renegotiated but if yes. you build up this persona of like oh i'm yeah. nice like you don't want to you don't want to um you know you don't want to rock the boat yeah that's that's a very uncomfortable conversation mm-hmm. to have right you're like yeah. hey i want more money like i think you are getting more money than you should and i should be getting more money that's a very uncomfortable conversation to have and so i avoided it for the longest time and i think that evolves from from this whole persona of being nice. And so yeah. in that situation, to really be a good negotiator, like you need to be able to have that conversation and be like, look, I think I'm being treated unfairly. I think I deserve more money. I think you should be getting less money, you know? Yeah. But that's scary. So that's where it all comes from. Yeah, that makes sense. And I relate, I relate to that a lot because even I myself, I, I grew up being an, a very agreeable child. You know, mm-hmm. like exactly. you said, yeah, you don't just want, you just prefer everything is at peace. You don't want any trouble. And I'm, I'm not building any businesses yet, but in terms of the career I'm building as like a, an illustrator, as a motion designer and in, in content, sometimes I apply it to myself because there are some times where, you know, there's this inner voice you have that um, is very, that's almost against what you, the kind of person you want to be. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to become a better person. You're trying to show up for yourself, but there's this person in you that is holding on to what you are or what you wear. You know, mm-hmm. so for me, being dangerous for me, I see it as me saying no to that person as opposed to me saying no to 
that fear, me saying no to that limitating voice I have in my head. That's how yeah. I, I see it, you know. So that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think you've already touched on Project 33. I would like you to just talk a bit about it. Like, why did you start it? And like, what is Project 33 about? Uh, that's a good question. So I started it in my last month in New York. So in August uh, 2018. So basically okay. just, just over two years ago. Um, and it started out with LinkedIn personal branding, so mm-hmm. um, which is basically still main thing, and it happened organically. So, um, you know, I, as you said, I dropped out of college. Yeah, I didn't really have any plan of what to do. I kind of experimented a little bit. I did some fundraising for charity. Um, I, I, I did some volunteering at uh, startup conferences. Um, what I did up ending, what I did end up doing was uh, growing my social media right like my instagram my youtube my linkedin i was just posting videos you know documenting my whole journey like what was i up to what was i doing where was i going who was i meeting you know the whole kind of document on create thing yeah Um, and so i did that on linkedin um too and actually linkedin is interesting because linkedin got acquired by microsoft in 2017 and then microsoft added uh videos to LinkedIn. So before, uh, I think it was September 2017, you couldn't post videos on LinkedIn. Uh, You could only post text posts. And so I was one of the first people um, who started, you know, actively pushing videos out, you know, every week on LinkedIn, um, kind of in December 2017, January 2018. So three months later. Um, and I just started building an audience organically, right? Um, and so at the end of my stay in New York, what had happened, I had done that, you know, building up my LinkedIn, posting videos, all of that, getting to know people. And at the same time, I was starting to go to more and more networking events, meeting people, just understanding more about uh, the, the business world, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two people approached me, two business owners, who basically said, hey, Finn, uh, I really like what you're doing on LinkedIn. Can you do that for me and I'll pay you money for it? And that was just like completely mind-blowing to me because, you know, I I never had a business. I never really did any freelancing. So just the fact that anyone would want to pay me money to put fucking videos on LinkedIn for them, (laughs) um, which was a thing that I was doing as a hobby, you know, my free time for myself anyway. So... Um, that's where the idea came from. As I was putting together kind of a proposal, um, I realized that this could be something that more people care about, that it's an actual thing. And mm-hmm. so I, I got together with a friend of mine in New York um, who was then my co-founder. We split ways since then. Um, and uh, he was already doing some freelancing work. So he understood, and he was a writer. So he understood kind of you know, how to write proposals, contracts, you know, pricing things and all that. And so, yeah, we started from there. It was us two with those two clients uh, that got introduced to us through friends. Um, And that's how it started. And really, that's still what it is. So mainly what Project 33 does is we help founders and CEOs to grow their personal brand on LinkedIn. So we manage their account, we optimize their profile, rewrite it, we create content for them. So we come up with content topics, mm-hmm. we film, film it with them, and then we edit the videos, put subtitles on there, we write the copy, all of that, and we post it on their LinkedIn. Um, 
since then, uh, as I said, my co-founder and I split ways. Um, now it's a team of four, so it's me and three other people. Um, Jay, uh, who's also my best friend, is right now yeah. my project manager. Yeah. And uh, Matthew and Saurabh, our video editor and copywriter. Um, and um, and now, actually, as we're talking, I'm, I'm, I'm building it out to be more of a in-general content agency because I think just posting the content on LinkedIn is, uh, is, is a waste. Like you, you can post all of these videos, you know, everywhere else too, and just mm-hmm. leverage the content more. It's the whole thing what Gary Vee also talks about, just, just redistributing the content, yeah. you know, posting yeah. it also on YouTube and also on your sh- sending it out in your email newsletter and also hosting it on your website and also yeah. posting it on uh, the LinkedIn company page, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, yeah, that's mainly what it is. So helping yeah. companies slash founders yeah. uh, grow on LinkedIn. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Loki, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, is there any, is there ever a time that Finn has like a slot for like an extra extra man? I'm like, okay, I'm down. You know, I just I just thought of it now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, moving on from that. Um, yeah. So so I think the the idea, like, what made you like going? Let's rewind to 2017 when. You just said, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, was there a moment or was it like a build up to a moment? Or was there something that just like, nah, I need to do different. And it must have been uncomfortable. I think it may still feel uncomfortable. So how have you been able to still stay 10 toes down on that decision? So what made you make that decision at that time? And you how mean you when I dropped it? out of college? Yeah, yeah. Like it must have mm-hmm. been something. Like what? What? What made it happen? Like what led to it happen? Uh, it's actually crazy. Um, so I think how it led to it is I started listening to podcasts. Interestingly mm-hmm. enough, yeah. And I, and the two main podcasts that I remember was Tim Ferriss. And um, there was one called um, uh, I forgot the name. It was with Athene. It's a live streamer. Oh, okay. I, I forgot the the name. But basically, those two, uh, for the first time, I guess, introduced me to the idea of entrepreneurship and of um, of the growth mindset. And of the idea that there's something else outside of college that you can do. And so I think that planted the seed in me. Because before that, I, I, I didn't really question it. Like, I knew that there were people who didn't go to college. But, you know, I'm, I'm from a, like, upper middle class family. You mm-hmm. know, all my grandparents went to college. Both my parents went to college. My bigger sister went to college. You know, I went to a good high school. So all my friends from high school went on to go to college after high school. So it was just, that's what you do. It's the thing. Like, there's nothing else. Like, what else are you going to do after high school? It was this mentality like, well, either you go study at college or you're going to work at McDonald's, you know, if you don't do that. Um, and so... I, I went to college not really because like I was like, oh my God, I want to do this. Like there's this thing that I want to learn and I want to, you know, do this after that. It was It was just like, all right, I guess like that's the thing that you do after you finish high school, you then go to college. Um, and so the two subjects that I studied, physics and philosophy, 
it's actually funny now I'm starting to get back into there and that's often the stuff that I read mm-hmm. um, when I read in my free time. But at the time it was just my two favorite sub- subjects from high school. And so they were the easiest to me. And so I thought, well, by just choosing them, I'll have the easiest time to cruise through college. Yeah. And my time in college was really just like playing video games, watching anime, hanging out with friends and like doing the least amount possible for college to just pass the exams. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't have a goal to work towards. And so like listening to these podcasts for the first time, like opened my mind to the possibility that there is something else out there. And at the same time, like, to be honest, like those podcasts also shed on college, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of, you know, like entrepreneurship yeah. like this kind of content. They're like, con- college doesn't make sense. It's stupid. It's expensive. Mm-hmm, it doesn't mm-hmm. do anything. You don't learn anything real there. And like now I, I, I see that point. Like it is like if you, especially if you want to go into business and you want to mm-hmm. try to run a company, it's like, you're not going to learn that at college. Um, so maybe if you really like, oh my God, I want to become a lawyer, then sure. Yeah. You know, or a doctor. Okay. Exactly. Then go ahead. But if you want to go into business, college is definitely not the right play. And even I think if you're not sure yet, if you're like, dude, I have no clue what I want to do in life. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very natural, like you're not supposed to know what you want to do yeah. uh, for the rest of your life when you're like, what, 18, 19, 20, like mm-hmm. no one's supposed to know that. And I think even for that, college is not the right thing, depending on you know, if it's free or not, like, for example, in Germany, college is free. Okay. Um, so there, I think it can make sense because it's like, yeah, I mean, go ahead and grab that opportunity for free. If you're like in the U S and it's fucking expensive, I don't think it's worth paying, you know, 50 K a year to just figure out what you want to do. Um, and I think there are many other things that are more effective to figure yeah. out what you want to do, you know, traveling the world, you know, mm-hmm. just, interning somewhere like actually just trying to build you know build up a social account try to build up an e-commerce store try to like do some freelancing like just try these things i think it's much more effective to figure out what you want to do than going to college um so yeah i i that's what i realized i i realized that college is just not the right thing for me while at the same time knowing not knowing what I want to do instead. Like, it wasn't like I dropped out and I was like, oh, I'm going to become, you know, a, an Instagram influencer or, oh, I'm going to become, I'm going to start a business. Like, I really didn't have a plan. I just knew what I didn't want. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's more powerful to know what you don't want mm-hmm. than trying to figure out what you do want. Yeah. Um, because most of us have a really clear idea about what we don't want. Yes. It's much harder to say what you want. I don't even know what I want. Like, I don't know what I want to be doing in two years from now. Like maybe Project 33, maybe something completely different. Maybe Mm -hmm. I want to write a book. Maybe I want to like build my app. Maybe I want to do something (laughs) completely different, Mm -hmm. you know? So, but I do know that I don't want a nine to five right now at this stage of my life. Um, You know, so just, just listen to what you don't want to do. And then... You know, you, you need to just try things and experiment. Like I knew that when I dropped out of college that I now needed to figure out what I want to do. Yeah. So I definitely worked harder than ever before. 
um, if you're not willing to do that, uh, you're not going to figure anything out. Uh-huh. Um, just sitting on your couch, dropping out of college and being like, well, I don't want to go to college, but I also don't want to do anything else. Then it's like, yeah, sure. Um, and, um, and, and yeah, the, the reason why I said it's funny that you asked, because like, I still remember the moment when I decided I would not go to college anymore because was it was it just a, was it the morning? Was it the morning or an afternoon? Like the morning? I don't. I, I think it was afternoon. Okay. I feel like I was I was watching some Twitch live stream or something. Yeah. But I don't remember. I just it was like a like an epiphany moment, um, like an aha moment. Yeah. Like suddenly everything you know just, just silent. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just click. That's that's actually very weird that you say that. Yeah. Um, um, more weird than you realize. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, like I went to the bathroom and I stared at myself in the mirror for like five minutes and this massive like grin on my face, massive smile. And um, and I just knew in that moment that tomorrow I'm not going to go to college and I'm going to try to do something different. Um, like also what I, what like going backwards, a lot of people ask me like, how can you make this big decision to drop out of college? It's not, to me, it wasn't a big decision because I just made the decision in that moment Uh to not go to college tomorrow, you know? Okay. With, with a strong intuition that I'm never going to go back, but I knew that if the day after tomorrow, I'd be like, actually, I do want to go back to college. I'll just do it. I just go back. Or Uh even three months later, I'm like, all right, fun experiment. I tried to do this. Didn't work out. I'm actually not enjoying it. Three months later, I can go back to college. You know, like you can start over again. Yeah. Um. So, listen to you talk here. You, I mean, I'm not. I'm not one to like assume I know a person or whatever. But based off of listening to you talk and even consuming your content, you sound like someone that doesn't have or someone that has mastered his ego. Like you sound as though you you are humble enough to like you don't like it's a thing for me when I, I there's a podcast i listen to they call it the name of the podcast is brilliant idiots and the mm-hmm. premise of the premise of the pod is just i i just have things to say i'm not promising that my takes will be right i'm not promising that my takes will be wrong but i just think about it and i'm just sharing them so you sort of sound like like someone that doesn't hold on to um an, an idea of who he is and it, it gives you the flexibility to try to experiment you're not afraid to be wrong you're not afraid to come off as stupid to the next person because in your head mm-hmm. you're like this is how i feel mm-hmm. and this is what i want to do at this point in time if i'm wrong bet i'll go back and i would do what i was doing before but at this moment this is what i'm feeling so yeah. I, i'm yeah am i right or wrong with that 